1: think again. I heard this report um, HSE report uh, seen by the Irish Times Been discussed at various stages today um, a staffing crisis in the ambulance service posing a serious risk to their ability to deliver urgent and emergency care services and I imagine it's one of these things that you probably don't have a huge opinion on this until it affects somebody in your life and it's that impact. That's what I want to hear your stories today on the show. Eamon is on the line because Eamon, your mum had a fairly long wait for an ambulance a number of months ago. Will you tell us what happened?
2: Uh, good afternoon, Andrea. Yeah. Um, good, good to be speaking to you. You too. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it happened back in, back in March. Uh, my mum is 88 years of age still and uh, she lives alone. She's a widow and she, she had a fall she was uh, walking with her uh, her grandson, and uh, she fell over on the road. And she managed to get back to the house, and all of that sort of thing. And um, so that happened at about uh, one p.m. on the twenty-first of March. It was uh, five o'clock in the morning the following day before she uh, before she was seen in accident emergency, uh, waiting for an ambulance. Pretty much all of that time. Sorry,
1: sorry, she had to wait from from one p.m. to five a.m. Do you mean for the ambulance to arrive?
2: For the ambulance to arrive and get her, yeah, the ambulance arrived at about four o'clock the following morning, and um, she was in accident emergency, which is you know it's quite close. Uh, Bandon to uh, Cork University Hospital is only about you know twenty five minutes mm. uh, from from that side of Bandon. It's it's not a big distance at all. Um, if if she didn't have broken bones, um, we could have transported her by by car. But uh, it was just she couldn't move. She was immobile. Um, so she was in agony. And, uh you know, we, family members over, over during that period of time we were calling uh, the ambulance and the ambulance service said, yeah, there's one on the way. Just hold on. How, has her condition changed and all this sort of stuff? Um, but, of course, because she was still conscious and because she was still breathing, she wasn't getting priority. Um, if she had been um, unconscious or or had stopped breathing, as in she had died, and uh, then she would have got attention. Um, so that's the seems to be the the triaging um, um, is is a big issue there. I'm sure it's not their only issue, uh, but that is a that is a major major factor. Um, so she was all that time in agony, sitting in a chair beside the stove, um, waiting for an ambulance that could or could not have come at any stage.
1: Um, and every time you'd ring back and get through to the central system, you're told it's on the way, it's coming, sit tight, don't move her, don't bring her yourself.
0: Yeah,
2: um, that's what, she couldn't have been moved anyway. Yeah. Um, so we called the, the, there's a local, um, the, the local doctor on call services, it's called South Stock South in uh, West Cork. And um, yes, we, we called them and uh, they, they sent uh, they sent the doctor up, sent the GP up to see her. And it's you know, uh, it's serious when they actually come and do a house call these days. And um, so um, she came and she asked for an ambulance, and an ambulance was still approximately, you know, it didn't arrive for another six hours after that. Um so, and we're very, very close to the, the Cork University Hospital. It's, you know, it's it, it's very, very, very close and good roads most of the way. And she, it's not, it's not like we we're out in the back of the arms. But it turns out that there wasn't any um, ambulance service. Uh, covering West Cork or South Cork uh, and indeed into parts of Kerry um, on that evening, uh, around that day or that evening, because of their triaging service uh, system. Um, all of the ambulances seem to have been concentrated in the city area, in the in Cork City, north side and south side. So the ambulances, ambulances were coming from all over West Cork and from Kerry. They were coming in with, with patients into Cork University Hospital, and then, instead of going back to their own district, they were not getting outside of it, was almost like a black hole was stuck in these ambulances, in. and um, no ambulance could even get 20 kilometers outside the city to pick my mother up, who's 88 years of age, and bring her to a hospital. Um, so it's it's so she, we're, we're we're you know, we're, we're, we have faith in the whole lot, so we we know that you know she was uh she was looked after, and that wasn't yeah. meant to be her time, but at the same time. There was people for a hunt. If you know West Cork, West Cork and Kerry are a huge area, especially when you consider the quality of the roads out there. Um, there was no ambulance cover as far as Bantry, or even um, down to Carrsavin or anywhere like that. There was no ambulance cover, so we were the fortunate ones. But other, you know, it's uh, just it's horrendous. If people knew how bad it was, how little cover they had, and um, it's very demoralising as well for the. For the ambulance service, for the for I the know. actual and paramedics. to be fair
1: to the paramedics, they're you know they're told go here, go to you know go to Aman next, go to you know so and so after that, and obviously doing yeah. doing their best. Your, your mum got in and she got seen to. How is she Aman?
2: Huh. She's she's very good, um, and yeah. yeah, so she's a you know she's a she's a strong fit woman or a very slender, small woman, if you know what I mean. Yeah. She's got she's a great spirit. And uh, so she, uh, so she's made a very good recovery. I'd say she's had about ninety percent uh, mobility in that. Um, so she's really good considering she had a broken shoulder. So she was waiting all that length of time with a broken mm. shoulder and a hairline fracture on the hip.
1: Well, it's very frustrating. I know for. But you can't do anything, and you can't, you know. Obviously, the the, the advices don't move her, and you're, you know, you're there as the, the family members and other family members, and it's terribly frustrating when you're just. Well, you see, you can't because sure, I know. You know watching the clock internal
2: and... internal bleeding or anything like that, and she has she's a history of, of strokes of uh, and TIA's, and um, so anything could have gone wrong I know, at any stage. I know. Um, and until she, as I said, until she lost consciousness, that she had lost. If we if we had said, oh, she's lost consciousness or she stopped breathing, then we would have gone up up, up the scale of uh, of priority. But does it take that? So, you know, if there's a young, healthy person who's had too much drugs or too much alcohol and they fall over on the pavement and they're unconscious, um, they get priority, even though they can be moved by taxi. They get priority over an 88-year-old woman sitting with broken bones. And... Um, side, you know, in, in, in her kitchen waiting for help to come. And there was nothing we could do about mm-hmm. it. There was no way that we could have overcome this because you can't even get a private ambulance. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. Your hands are tied and you're watching this lady going through that sort of stuff. And it, the, the problem is that it. we knew it wasn't just us. We knew she was going to, you know, because she's a, she, she's a, a good, solid woman. She, she, comes, she bounces back. But it, that could have happened to our neighbors. It could have happened, yeah. to it, you know. With oh, I know,
1: and well, I'm sure the neighbours hear about it, and, and and the confidence, you know, in in just knowing, I suppose, about the access to services. Yeah, like that, it, you know, that's that's not what anybody wants. Eamon, stay with us because I just want to bring in another caller who's got in touch as well. I think we've got um, Bernard is with us on the line. Bernard, you were a bar owner. Well, what was your experience of waiting for an ambulance?
3: Yeah, well, this was pre-pandemic. It was about two two and a half years ago. Uh, a party was going on in the lounge, and we had a girl who had some sort of a seizure. And we came out with uh, what would uh, we got her out to the front, and we laid her on the one of the couches, and we found an ambulance, not knowing what was going on. So uh, next thing we had, uh, we we waited fifteen minutes, and I got back in touch with the ambulance service. No reply whatsoever. They said, "Look, we're doing our best." I said, "Okay, but look, this girl is unconscious." What am I to do? Has she got blue lips or something? what sort of a pulse? I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm a barman. I, I, I can't do this. Mm. I said, she's unconscious. What do I do? Oh, nothing. Listen, we'll get there as soon as we can. Three hours later, I'd say about 15 phone calls, no ambulance. One of the family got a, a car, which was, I think, the wrong thing to do it. You don't know how to move a person. And, and brought them down to the hospital. And that was pre-pandemic and over three hours waiting for an ambulance.
1: Yeah, and I say the people. Then I suppose, you know, naturally they're concerned, and I'm sure Bernard, for you, like you know, you're concerned as the the proprietor of the of the of the business as well. You know, when this this happens inside, like it's it's very yeah, stressful.
3: You, if I, so if I travel, if I the, put it into the car and drive the, brought it down to the hospital, and something happened. What's wrong? With, what I am know, I doing? What's
1: I know, sure. My, what what you are you to them? do exactly? To be a whole...
4: We have
3: a bigger crisis. It would be well, actually, half a year before the pandemic, and people don't realise we had more crises than any African country that we've ever had. We had a housing crisis, ambulance crisis, health crisis, and no one just does anything about it. We're stuck with this, and we, and unless people do something about it, nothing's going to happen.
1: And in this case uh, somebody in, in the premises took the person um, Well
3: she had to phone someone they all had drink on them so they all had to phone someone to get someone Yeah to come they got somebody to come down and collect them and Okay and, uh, That was true yeah, because you're expecting the armors to come any second I know Never came In the middle, in the middle of Dublin not a chance, it,
1: not I know, and a lot of the time, Bernard, when we have conversations similar to this, you know, and even as Eamon pointed out as well, like, you, you often think this happens in very rural, um, you know, localised areas, but your Eamon said he's, uh, you know, suburban Cork, and by all accounts, you, you know, you seem to be, you're, what, Dublin city centre, like, so people people d- don't expect this to be the case long wait times in, um, well, in big city areas. There's not a lot common, common sense in
3: this. Like, don't tell me that you you, that you couldn't get a some doctor or someone or a paramedic on a bike come and have assess the, a patient and say, look, we haven't got an ambulance, just but she's okay, she's not she's not in uh, life danger, or you know what I mean, or come along and tell me, look, that person's okay, just get to the hospital. We haven't got an ambulance, at least if you and and, and don't be worried about the hours. Oh, well, they told us it was okay, and she gets all worried about it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you've got to get away from it you got to give someone, if, if a doctor's on a bike and they're flying out on a motorbike to you and they're checking, we've seen a few paramedics on that, it can't be insured uh, liabilities. You know, you can't say, well, he didn't do the right thing. All he can do is assess it. He's not, She's not in life danger get it to the hospital themselves. If you were even saying that, could be that, that wouldn't be that hard.
1: We're, we're, we're talking about this today because of this report um, that there's a staffing crisis in the ambulance service and I suppose the potential risk that this could pose to the ability to try and deliver urgent and, and emergency care services. And there's an interesting text that's come in here in 53106 from a listener who says that I'm actually sitting on the qualified paramedic panel for the National Ambulance Service for 18 months And I'm told that there's no plans to offer jobs yet so like you know on the one hand we've a report here today to say that there's um, you know delivery times are, are going to be affected by a staffing crisis and on the other hand we've somebody is getting in touch to say I'm a qualified paramedic and I'm on a panel for 18 months so the two don't um, the two don't certainly don't add up to me anyway Eddie is texting he says we live in Kilkenny my wife had had severe back pain we called the ambulance it was there in 15 minutes absolutely fantastic service Jerry is joining us as well on the line Jerry, I believe you'd a more positive experience
0: too Uh, yes indeed and good afternoon andrea and to all your listeners and uh, it's horrifying listening to the two chaps there who spoke about uh, their experience Well, mine was i was uh, my wife and i were on holiday in clifton and uh, i i i suffered from a, a renal blockage or whatever and the pain was absolutely horrendous. So we rang the ambulance, and they were there in about five minutes. Wow. And I thought, gosh, that's absolutely fantastic, you know, especially for that part of yeah, great Western service. Ireland. So uh, chatting to the 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 paramedic on the, in the ambulance, he said, "He says, you're one very, very lucky man. <laughs> I said, why is that? And he said, if you had wrong." A few minutes later, he said, we wouldn't have been here for at least four hours because we're, we were on a previous run, he said, which brought us uh, on the far side of Galway. And they said we were four hours on the road. Now, when the ambulance arrived, it was great and the, the, the paramedics were brilliant. But the state of the ambulance was just unbelievable. The suspensions were knackered in it and every bump you went over, you felt it and you heard it clunking and clattering but what what i'd like to say is if it was a politician's relative or wife or whatever i dare say you'd find that the ambulance will be there an awful lot quicker but the 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 ambulance service in rural areas is just absolutely disgrace Mm. it's disgraceful and it's beyond explanation now on the other side of it um we were having a delivery of coal there some years ago and our coal man a uh, delivery man happened uh, to have a heart attack, and <laughs> it was fairly frightening for my yeah. wife and I. But and I you were that you were just
1: there, Jer, when when this happened, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, no, we're living not far from Ardna in County Clare, and we rang the ambulance uh, people, and they were here within minutes, and absolutely fantastic. But when you think of people that are living in real rural areas, the service. Which they receive is just—it's just unbelievable. Yeah. It is like one of the chaps are there—a third-world country.
1: But funny, the, the, know, the stories. But like Eamon, you mentioned you—you you, you seem to be quite close to Cork City Centre. I take it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Twenty minutes by car, and that's without blue lights. It's—it's um, incredible. Um, yeah, but we—we we know what we know. Actually, what's causing it because you we've—we've know, we've had uh, despite. Um, prevarication by the National Ambulance Service and, uh, and others. Uh, we know actually what happened because we know some paramedics in the system. Um, mm. And really, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it.
1: Oh, I I do feel I mean because it's you know it's 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 the poor paramedics end up getting you know probably the they have to deal with the the um, the hassle and and the blame when probably when they arrive at people's houses to to deal with a situation and yet you're, you know they've been told by central control go here go to X go to Y you know
2: and they're uh, demoralised and they're leaving the service yeah. And this is why there's a staffing
1: oh part. I know and she can imagine the hassle I mean like I've w- witnessed it myself. Um, you know when working in pubs and you come out and like the absolute just n- nonsense that they have to deal with from people when they're trying to help somebody and get them into an ambulance and then you know somebody trying to kick off or get a row going or, it's just unbelievable stuff that they have to put up but I think we've got Cora on the line as well Cora what's your story? Um,
4: My story is um, my mother died in 2009 after waiting a, a, a long period she was having um. A cardiac problem. The um, health and safety officer in Dunearn Shopping Centre had to call five times, and he was trained, and he actually explained to them five times that she was having a cardiac arrest. Um, she waited like in a, in a cardiac situation. Um, the first half hour mm.
1: if you're lucky well they have a core time don't they yes yeah. yeah
4: faST you know and and they have a, you know you look at your face arms speech and it's time they're the things that they're the crucial things before the brain starts kicking into another mode I don't know the medical term of it I
1: know I know
4: and that's why the cardiac ambulance is so important and basically she needed uh, a good dose of oxygen. She needs to be put on oxygen. Now, she was waiting, she was waiting over an hour for her, uh, for them, and she was actually 500, 500 yards away from St. Michael's Hospital, if anybody knows Dunleary. Dunleary. She was on the main street, facing the church, um, and she only had to go to St. Michael's Hospital, uh, which is on the main street, but you go around the back or the front, whichever, Mm. it's not far. It's about five hundred metres um, around. My issue was, not with the ambulance research but with the control, they did not say, like they asked, when is it arriving, when is it arrived. they do not tell you. I would ask everybody, anybody in a situation that is, what is your estimated time of arrival? That is crucial to get. Now, they might probably be off, but you can say, is it 10 minutes, whatever, whatever is it 20 minutes? You know what I mean, but get that information because she could have made her own choice and hopped into a, a taxi. There was a taxi rank across the road and made her way to the hospital. But she was constantly told, "It's on the way, it's on the way," you know. And it took them over, over, over an hour. I haven't, I can't recall at this particular minute, mm. but it was over. Now the, the ambulance came from Talla Hospital to get. To
1: um, Dunleary yeah. and the, across the, the And you know, people people always think, or I can tell you from the text here, like everybody seems to think that there's you know a great accessibility or um, early arrival times for ambulances, you know, in in Dublin. But like that's your story and Bernard's story, and Bernard talked about waiting three hours and yourself over you know an hour and and both, um, like right within Dublin, as you said, just beside a, a local hospital there as well. Um, Lunchtime live at newstalk.com That's the email address if you want to get in touch with us here today about this. I mean, like this story is it's it's going to continue on. You'll be hearing much more about it, but it's I suppose it's the the human stories um that we're interested in hearing here in the show today and, and the impact because you can clearly hear it in Cora's voice how distressing it is for people when you're somebody in your is um is sitting in pain and you know needs access to a hospital and you don't know what to do, you're too afraid to move them yourself. Cora, listen thank you for, for getting in touch with us for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today.
0: Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on news talk.